Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bristol Motor Speedway and the Ed and Bob Show number 90. Puddin' button. Puddin'. Put the pedal to the metal, Bob. Good morning. Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning. Up late though. I'm not very good at it anymore. You get up early though. I do get up early, but uh, you know, every once in a while on the weekend, I'd like to say, Well, I, I can stay up till midnight. I'm good. But, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, it's nice to stay in bed in the morning like this morning. <laughs> hey, Mr. Bradley, good Whoa. to see you, brother. Boy, I tell you, it's kind of fun up here, isn't it? Dude? This, this is a monster. You know, it I, is. The Bristol Motor Speedway. It's almost like being at the 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 throne or something. This, I mean, when those, have you ever been to a race here? Oh yes, oh many times. You know, when when uh, when those cars are going around the oval, and what do they call it, the fastest quarter mile or something, yeah. or the heavy, it's the most yes, banked. Yeah, and, and it's banked. Yeah, something like that. Have you ever tried? Have you ever walked out on the track? No, you can't I, stand up. No, that's just it. I was going to say you could stand you up. Stand it's that up. crazy, but they go so fast and so loud, and what a and it's just out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, you know, you drive out from the interstate, and there it is. Yeah. And uh, but we're at the Bristol Motor Speedway, and uh, we we're at, Ed and I are just kind of traveling across the state, and kind of fun to be here. Not much going on here. No, not right now. <laughs> but there will be come April, uh, April fifth, the Food City Five Hundred, right here at the Bristol Motor Speedway. Be sure to get your tickets now. It's always a good time. So this is the Ed and Bob Show. I'm Bob. He's Ed. We're glad you're here, and here we are. Oh, more than halfway through the uh, month of January, and uh, 2020 is here, and we've got some news. Let me start the news by saying here, uh, Monday is the is Martin Luther King Day. Okay. Martin Luther King, of course, um, he was a, a Christian minister and activist, became very visible uh, as a leader in the civil rights movement from 1955 until he was assassinated in 1968 in Memphis by uh, James Earl Ray. And you've walked in that parade in Knoxville, haven't you? I have, absolutely. Yeah. No question. Yeah, the MLK parade. Many times I've walked in it, and um, wonderful memory of Dr. King. So anyway, um, the 20th is Martin Luther King Day, and we all celebrate it. So let's get we into some news. Day off. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, school's closed. You get a day off. Uh, what kind of news you got for us, Mr. Well, B? Well, you know, the, uh, the Democratic presidential candidate was in town recently. I saw all that. Sitting at a little teeny coffee shop out off North. Did you go? No. Wow. He's worth like billions. Yeah. Uh, But, and he spends his own money just like Trump does. Right. But he's, he is spending millions in an advertisement on Super Bowl. Oh, is he going to? Yeah, he's spending millions on it. Really? Well, that's the way to reach people. He's going to run a 60-second ad during the annual sporting event. Wow. And it'll, it'll, uh, It'll be it'll be expensive, millions, millions, and then Trump's running an ad also. That's oh, one. hell yes! <laughs> wow. Also, Pier One, you've heard of Pier One? Pier I have. One. We used yeah. to go to their store all the time to get yeah. kind of like bamboo kind of furniture or something. Yeah. You know, I was a hippie. 
Yeah, well, they're, they're closing <laughs> 450 stores. Oh, darn. That's half their location. So you better get some bamboo well, it was, fast. It's, it's quirky stuff, and it was kind of cool. So, But is it? I wonder if it's because people are buying stuff online or because that stuff it just doesn't appeal they anymore. They probably sold all they could sell. <laughs> <laughs> that may be very, very true. So what's the deal with Harry and Megan? What are they thinking? Harry, now, you know, that really is uh, interesting. I don't understand. It seems to me they have decided to walk away. Now, you tell me if I'm wrong, because I may be completely misunderstanding this. I took it as they said, we're not going to be the typical royal anymore. We're going to go do our own thing. Is that right, it? Right. That's correct. They, they quit being royal. However, they still get their money. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, they, they is it kind of like money. telling the queen, stick it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but they still get their money? Yeah. How well, much money do you think they get? Prince Philip gives them their money. He's always uh, giving them their money. Okay. So uh, the Duke of Edinburgh is 98. I got Harry's you. Okay. Megan's 38. So, and I thought it was interesting. You said they're going to split their time between Britain, uh, England, and North America. Right? Is that North America, Canada, probably. or is that United States? Well, probably both. Because I think I think she, uh, their son Archie, is in Canada. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, is is uh, Markle? Is that her name? Or yeah, Megan? Or Megan Markle? Is she a Canadian? Or is she from America? She's American. Okay. And I think she's already signed a deal with Disney. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm telling you, it could be very lucrative for them. And maybe being a royal isn't why it's all <laughs> cracked up to be. But I sure would like to give it a try. <laughs> so, what well, else? I, I kind of admire them for stepping Oh, I agree. Out, you know, kind of putting a little... Well, you don't, you know, here's the thing. You always would like to live your life where somebody else is not telling you what to do all the time. Yeah, you got time. And that boy, we got time for one more. All right. General Motors shocks nearly 1,000 temporary workers with full time promotions. Really? Ford promoted 592 to full time. Did they really? 1,000 temp workers got full time employment. Were they all in America, or do we know? Yeah, that that means they get benefits and everything. Yeah. That's wow. Pretty good. Well, that's a big deal. You know, a lot of companies these days, I think if you keep somebody under 28 hours or something, they're considered part time. 25. Is it 25? Mm-hmm. So if you get over that, so uh, you'll even have grocery stores where people that work there all the time, basically, but they keep them underneath that yeah. limit so they don't have to give them benefits. Nurses. No, nurses too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, if a nurse gets sick, they just. They're there at work. Yeah, they're right there. That's right. They get, right. All, they get their pills free, right? Is that it? That's it. All right. All right. That's the news, folks. And we got to move along. And we are, we've are we got our questions of the day. And you here you go. Okay, Bob. We've got the question of the day. And I'm first today, right? Yep. You always are first, brother. All right. Well, you know, we both served on county commission. Yes, we did. And there's a nice guy on county commission. But I'm not sure what he's doing, if that's okay. going to be nice or not. <laughs> on Knox County Commission. Yeah. Okay. Do you support? Board of property tax increase? No, well, I, I don't because you and I looked at this inside and out. And we, we we were in the inside and saw everything. And I think personally, and I've said it for years when I was running for mayor, I think there's a lot of waste in government yeah, and you absolutely. don't need to increase taxes. Well, Charlie Bussler, who represents the 7th District, I I think Halls and Halls, all that area. Powell, yeah. out in that area. Yeah. He's pretty well known out there. He is proposing a $40 million tax increase. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and, and he said it would be good to pay off our debt. 
I didn't know we owed that much money. Well, we we have debt, but we've been we had. I mean, the Birch administration have been paying it down about twenty million dollars a year. I. Uh, well, I don't know what Charlie's thinking. Uh, I love Charlie to death, but I'm, I'm not for a tax increase. So No, neither am I. Well, um, I, now I get to have a question. It's your turn, buddy. All right. I'm going to get a question going here. I've got one myself. Where did I put it? Oh, here it is. I, and, and this question is because I brought it up. Um, I mean, I brought it up because I went to the airport about a week ago. And so I parked my car in the garage, and I'm walking through the garage there. Yeah. And, I'm, you know, you're walking over, and then you're going in where people come out where the baggage claim is. Yeah. There's two cars parked right there, yeah. and there's nobody in them. Well, they're inside picking up their people. You can't do that. Why not? I do it all the time. You can't leave a car unattended. I do that all the time. Well, there's well, a policeman there. He never says anything. Well, and then I'm going to arrest you. You can't do that. <laughs> Citizen's arrest. Yeah, exactly. Barney Fife, the whole yeah. thing. So it's okay. Well, then I'm confused because I thought the sign says no unattended cars. That's correct. And people parking their car there yes, and walking correct. in. Well, what's to prevent somebody that wants to do something bad yeah. doing the same thing? Well, that's true. But now the... The, you know, that street is a lot longer than it looks. I mean, everybody tends to park right at the door. Right. So if you go around and go on down, you could probably park without any problem. You but really you, park and go in? Yeah. Go you in can't and pick do up that. Somebody. Well, I do it. I'm writing you up. I'm telling you. I'm calling somebody. We can't have this. No, unbelievable. Really? Well, I just... I, 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 so the question is, next time I go there, should I just pull up front, park a car, and go no, inside? In the front. Not, well, no, either the, the, the very I'm talking about the lower part, level. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The very first part of that street or the second part. Don't park right in front of the doors. Where all the, These people park in front of the doors, but oh, I shouldn't be able to park anywhere on that street. Well, they're probably picking up their bags. But if I park on that street... I just pull up, park, walk on in, and tell them Ed Brantley does it. Yeah. Do you do you, uh, do you park in the do you Golly. park out in the wait zone? I do from time to time. Yeah, if I'm getting it. there too I've early. I'm yeah. too. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, I don't even know what to think of that. Will you tell everybody what our topic is for today? Well, it's, <laughs> it's not why people are parking in front of the Knoxville Airport. Evidently not. No. Our topic of the day, boy, this is good. Was working at Oak Ridge an early death sentence? Mm. Mm. Well, it must be because of all those commercials on TV. Wow. However, we're going to get into it. All right, Ed. And uh, then you've got to this. But here's some folks that I really like a lot, and I think you do too. And if you use them, I know you do. But since 1972, Powell Auction and Realty Company, they've specialized in selling assets at public auction. And Powell is the industry leader in selling real estate, automobiles, equipment, firearms, and coins, and estates and antiques. Forty-six. Six years of experience in organizing, marketing, and conducting successful auctions. That's a long time, brother. Mm. They've become a trusted expert in the industry. And they are offered a full range of services, including auctions, traditional property listings, appraisals. Powell Auction and Realty has developed and tailored its experience in auctioning real estate and assets. And they do a great job at that. So if you are thinking about selling property, thinking about selling anything, check them out online and call them. Here, you 
here's the phone number, 865-938-3403, 865-938-3403. Check out their next auctions. You can go online, and you can check out their auctions that are coming up this month in the next few days or then right before Christmas. It's a good time to pick out some things, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So um, online, what is it, powellauction.com? I think so. Yeah. Good people. Sounds like it. Uh, thanks, Ed. You know, here's our topic for today, and this one really it touches uh, a lot of people's lives here in East Tennessee. Do the people that work in the Oak Ridge plants die at a higher rate than normal? Is there really an unknown killer lurking in the shadows of the people that worked and are working in Oak Ridge? And, you know, there's been a lot of talk about this from time to time. But um, I guess because now a lot of those people are in their, you know, older age or that worked there at the plant during the um, war. Uh, here we are sitting uh, trying to figure out if people there die at a higher rate. And so looking into this, Ed... It said, a lot of the research I've done, that the uh, people who worked in Oak Ridge do die at a higher rate, have more illness, cancers. Do they and, die earlier? Uh, yes, uh, many age. have. And uh, the people who worked at Y12 especially had more illnesses. So, so what, what did they die of? Did they die of the... Well, radiation. Radiation? Well, ra- I mean, radi- uh, well, they were... Uh, uh, let me rephrase that. They cancers at a higher rate than normal. Well, I know one of the cancers at Oak Ridge that my father-in-law had, and a lot of people have had, is this: is this asbestos in your lungs? Because they used a lot of asbestos at Oak Ridge and mm-hmm. doing these things, so it wasn't radiation; it's was asbestos, and I mean that's. There's no cure for that. No, I mean that's a whole different thing. This is what I was kind of talking about, like. Um, they re- recruited um, during the war. They recruited as many people to work there from all over, and a lot of women because more men were at war, and they hired a lot of women to work in what they called the cauldrons, uh, and and they said the girl, the women they interviewed said they just turned knobs and things all day long, didn't really know what they were doing, but to give you some numbers, there's. 33,480 deceased Americans who qualified for compensation from the federal government for illnesses linked to current or defunct nuclear sites like Oak Ridge, K-25, X-10, and Y-12. They were exposed to radiation, toxins on the job that contributed to deaths. Uh, They said there are probably uh, 600,000 people who worked in these plants. And the plants with the highest number of deaths, as I said, Y-12 in Oak Ridge, and then the Hanford site in Washington State followed that with the next of the most deaths of people that worked there. I saw a report from a lady who said that uh, it's probably true, but you know that. But she didn't care because it ended the war. You know, and if she, and if she dies early, then that's okay. I mean, that's a true patriot. But I, it breaks my heart for people. Is I mean, sometimes maybe that can be from being not as well educated or or being such a patriot that you're taken advantage of by the government because look listen to this 
half of the 107,394 workers who have sought help for their illnesses since 2001, I'm not even talking about since 2001, the U.S. government has denied 51% of their claims. Why? Because they don't want to pay them. Well, and the, you, their payments are capped at 400000 oh. at most. Mm-hmm. My wife's family is from Oak Ridge, and um, they got some settlement. Uh, her dad died at an early age, and he worked at Y-12. Okay. And it, it, it breaks your heart, but, uh, and he was perfectly... I mean, he was not overweight or anything. He worked. He was at the ballpark all the time. He was working out and died uh, of stroke. And um, but but worked at Y twelve. He got some settlement, I know. Um, but the, the the thing I read about this, Hanford is in Washington State, the other place that was the second most mm-hmm. people that died that worked in those plants during the war. And the Hanford people were twice as likely to get money from the government than workers from Oak Ridge. Really? Now, why? Let me ask you. I don't know. Is that a southern, why, northern why thing? Why isn't there some attorney who's going out there at Oak Ridge right now yeah. and signing everybody up for a class action suit? Well, a lot of those people have already died or they're dying and they never got anything. Well, but they could if, if the ones that, that are well, still alive. It's hard to prove stuff once you die. I mean, oh, yeah. the insurance companies love for the person who's filing the claim to die. They're going, you'll get more if you're still alive and suffering yeah. than if you die. It, that's a shame. When I see, I see the, these ads on television almost every day. Yeah. The American Patriot Act. Yeah, where yeah. you know if you, you you fought the Cold War and here's this guy sitting in the chair and the doorbell rings and he jumps up and he's all happy to see this young lady. Right. Yeah, and it's free medical care. So is that their answer to not paying them? I don't. You know, I don't know. I, um, you and I both have been disp- disappointed over the government over many things, but <laughs> yes. I, sometimes I feel like. Um, in the war, um, they took a, a advantage of people by telling. They even told the people, said, "Just tell people you're making high chairs," but they never really told them necessarily what they were doing. Like the one, one of these ladies worked. Uh, she said she has turned knobs all day and stuff, but she was actually a cauldron girl. Uh, there were 1,152 cauldrons in Oak Ridge, and these girls turn the dials. Well, what that is, um, the cauldrons uh, help separate the radiation, from what I understand. Um, A lot of those people got cancer. 53 cauldron girls, as they're called, filed claim for compensation from the government. Out of the 53, only 28 got any money. The other 26 or the others were denied, and 26 have already died out of the 53 that were the cauldron girls that worked at Oak Ridge. Well, in, in Vietnam, in Vietnam, the era that I was in, too, is, you know, you had Agent Orange. Yeah, oh, God, yeah, that's right. Falling out there everywhere. Mm-hmm. All of us were exposed. And they to never it. told people that it was no, dangerous. No, yeah, no. But now, when I did remotes, and I did remotes at Dean Stallings Ford. Oh, you're right there where you came at Oak Ridge. 17 years. Yeah. Every, the first Saturday of every month for 17 years. I remember that. And there's a 
creek that runs behind the uh, the auto dealership there, right, right. and that creek was polluted, totally polluted with uh, Oak Ridge waste. Well, but that's okay. Can't you just throw uh, all the waste into the creek and it just goes somewhere? Well, evidently it was. <laughs> I mean, evidently it was. That's. Uh, and we still have, you know, like if you saw the movie Dirt, uh, Dirty Waters or something yeah, that's out Dirty now Water. about DuPont. And then what's the one over in Asheville that pollutes the Pigeon River? Yeah, the, um, the, uh, the, the paper the, company. Paper company. America has, well, my point is, America has a history of putting your toxins and your waste in the river and think it's just okay. Yeah. So didn't a friend of ours that worked at Dean Stallings, Say that fifty-three people that worked at Dean Stallings had died uh, an early death. Yes, and he he sincerely believes it is from uh, the uh, toxins and things that were put put into that creek that ran behind. Well, I think so too. Yeah. Wow! All right, um, we get out there and hit golf balls every Saturday. <laughs> oh, at the, at the creek! Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Oh, gosh. All right. Well, this is a subject we could probably talk for hours on, but I think it's important to note that people that have given their lives to work at these plants and make a difference, they need to uh, be taken care of as they, uh, uh, if they get sick from having worked at the plant and so oh, forth. I think it's very important. Absolutely. So, All right, Ed, we got to move along. Can you tell everybody what we got coming up? And also tell them what our next show is going to be about. Well, Wait. let me see here. Our next show is going to be about... Uh, where is it's a secret. Show? It's a secret. It's right oh, there. Oh, there it is. It's, it's, it's on its own, own It's got its own my hand? page. It's got its own... Yeah, our palm readers. <laughs> Are they real or for entertainment? That's going to be fun. Yeah, that'll be fun. That is going to be yeah. fun. All right. Right now, though, we'll be back in a second with uh, what we're going to do uh, the, the mailbox. mailbox. But I've got this. This Saturday night, it's back. Doc Rock. This is Bob Thomas asking you to join me as I MC Doc Rock. The biggest battle of the bands that are made up of the doctors that stomp out diseases, heal us, and make guys turn and cough every day. <coughs> These guys have a rock god complex. All proceeds go to local medical charities. Doc Rock. This Saturday night, downtown at the concourse. Tickets only $20 at the door. VIP seating available while they last by Googling Doc Rock for help. Saturday night, the doors open at 6.30. Don't miss Doc Rock. All right, Ed, let's open up that mailbox, buddy. buddy. Here's Gabby from Johnson City. What's the most successful city in the Tri-Cities? Well, is it up here where we're standing? You know, we're at the Bristol well, Motor Speedway. Well, you know, there's two Bristols. Bristol, Virginia, Bristol, Tennessee. Oh, that's right. I've seen the Geico ads. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so you you know, there's really, Tri-Cities is really four cities. Yeah, two yeah. Two Bristols, Kingsport, and right. Johnson City. Right, right. right. Okay. So you've been up there. I haven't been to Bristol as much as, I, uh, as um, maybe others, but um, Kingsport I have, and also Johnson. Johnson City. My sister went to Johnson City uh, for college, and my uncle was the head of RLTC at ETSU. Kingsport, my other uncle, was the head of hiring at, at um, uh, Eastman Kodak. 
Ooh, big job. Yeah, and uh, but I never spent a lot of time in Bristol. So how about you? You travel up that area very often? No, like not where very we are often. today. We had some radio stations up there in Johnson City. Went by and visited that. But that's that's you know I kind of go through there as fast as I can. <laughs> I mean I don't see too much. Stop at Pals and get a hot dog. Well, here's something that's interesting that's, that's just recently happened. An agreement has been developed to run a proposed Washington County casino. Really? By the eastern band of the Cherokee Indians. You know, Washington County, that's where Kingsport and Bristol is. Yeah, yeah. Kingsport Sheriff. They're going to have a casino up there? Yeah. They've got a 350-acre track. It'll include a 15,000-seat outdoor concert venue, recreational facilities, and a hotel with an indoor water park. It's on I-81. So there you go. Really? How about that? If they can get it together. Well, that's interesting. That's pretty interesting, isn't it? So you got Kingsport, you got Bristol, you got Johnson City. Johnson, now you correct me if I'm wrong. I'm shooting from the hip here. I think that entire area has about 300,000 people, but Johnson City has about, what, 40,000 people, 45,000, but... There's college students and things like that. I yeah. think that's right, right? Yeah, or 27,000. Is it? Oh, really? I thought Johnson City was bigger. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Bristol. You're right. It has, yeah, you're right. 66,391. Oh, is it that big? It's the ninth largest city in the state of Tennessee. There you go. There then you go. Bristol okay. has 26,000 people. And Kingsport, I think, somewhere is like 30,000 or something. Yeah. Do you know Kingsport is the... Uh, with Eastman Kodak, is the largest employer in the state of Tennessee. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's huge when you go up there. Kingsport was a planned city. Bristol is where country music supposedly did start. I know there's no supposedly there. Johnson City's got ETSU. So let's answer his question. Which of these cities is the most successful up in the Tri-Cities? I would say it's Kingsport is not successful. It's just a factory. I agree with that. You're exactly right. So I would say that it's probably Bristol. Bristol with the Speedway, although it's not. Bristol Motor Speedway is not in the city of Bristol necessarily. But uh, Bristol's really too cities that spread across two states. Have you seen it? Have you been to Bristol? Yeah, you know I mean, not it's a lot. Got that divided highway. Yeah. One side is Tennessee, one side's <laughs> So the Geico ad is real? It's yeah, not, it's real. It's not fake? <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're going with Bristol there, buddy. What's our next one, Ed? Open up another one. All right. Here we go. All right. Okay. Hoyt from Atlanta says, what percentage of the U.S. workforce are in unions? Well, I bet it's not as many as it used to be. No. You know? You ever been in a union? No. When I worked at UPS during college, they made you join. Really? You had to join, which to, didn't to seem right job. to me because right. I, I didn't, you know, I was... I was 20, and I didn't want anybody telling me I had to do something. Yeah. But they said, you're going to join. Yeah. And they deducted it so from my one, paycheck. which one was it? Huh? Which AFL-CIO. Okay. You know. And so that's why I think UPS still is. You got the Teamsters? Yeah, that's, that's AFL-CIO. Yeah. Oh, and, and so, so you... It's not as many as you'd think. Back during, in 1954, at the peak... Of unions, 35% of the people in the uh, workforce in the United States were in a union. Uh, It's called the density or something. Now, only 10% of the the workforce in the United States are in unions. And you know, surprisingly, um, you know, 
it's not, I mean, I think a lot of those 35% in 1954 were things like uh, um, car workers, auto workers, things like that, uh, uh, people, longshoremen, things like that. But one of the biggest things there in unions now are public workers. Really? City, county uh, employees yeah, and, and, and uh, unions. teachers. Yeah. yeah. So, but hey, only 10% now. Uh, and uh, I, I, is, what do you think is the cause of that? Well, I think it's because a lot of these businesses are moving to the south where it's where it's non-union right to work state, right yeah. to work places. And, well, that's a good point. And look at the automobile companies in Tennessee and, and South Carolina. You know what the Taft-Hartley Act is? Yeah, I'm very familiar with Taft-Hartley. Yeah. President Vita, Truman vetoed, it, but they, they passed it anyway. And so it says, it says that during uh, that you cannot, they cannot vote as a group for or give money. Uh, yeah, they cannot. They cannot give money to a political organization. No, they can't give money to a political organization at all. It's right, and it also uh, prevents people from being forced to join unions. Um, well, there you go. That's actually big in Hollywood. It's called being Taft Hartley. Yeah. You can do a union job three times before you have to join. It's a compromise, oh, okay. and and also, uh, but however, still in the United States today, if you're doing the same job. If you're a union person doing the same job as somebody not in a union, even today, you're making 33% more. Most people that are in union are making 33% more than somebody that's not in a union and doing the same job. How about that? Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. got to move along here. What comes up next? Let's see. Um, we're going to we're um, do some complaints. Yeah. This is Ed and Bob show. we got complaints. All right. got complaints, and Ed's always complaining about something. What do you got this time? Well, uh, Bob, I understand if Michael Bloomberg is elected president, mm-hmm. he has said... He's actually said this out loud. He's going to give us all a million dollars? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> he says that he will shut down every coal-fired plant in the United States. Oh, my gosh. The entire country, no matter what they're doing at the coal-fired plant, but he will shut it down. So that that's a pretty big statement. Doesn't sound like a good idea to me. I don't know how people feel about that, but, uh, hmm. Well, uh so are you complaining about that? Well, I am. Are you? Com- what are you complaining about I'm that? I'm complaining because I think he's talking out of his, his, <laughs> his, Whoa. his butt. <laughs> you can't shut all that well, down. Well, I don't think you could either. No. it's important. Now, you could shut down some different segments of the industry, you know, and all of that, but you can't shut down, every, he says, every single coal-fired um, plant will be shut down when he becomes president. That's double-edged sword. You're going to please all the environmentalists and the hippies, and yeah. uh, if there are hippies anymore, but you're going to put a lot of people at work. Oh, good grief. It'd be terrible. What's your complaint? Okay, I got a complaint for you, Ed. <clears throat> Potholes. Oh, okay, God. I've been patient. I have been patient, Ed. <laughs> I've been patient. I've heard you complain. I was like, oh, that's Ed. He's just complaining. He don't like potholes. And then I keep driving on 640 and 40 out west, and I, I hear about all this money being taxed on to, buy, to gas gallons, and we got all these money. It's money piled up in Nashville. Is it not up to our local state House representatives and state senators to demand 
that our streets, our roads get fixed as state highways. Absolutely. With our money. And we've got the money to do it. Why can't I get, why can't we get them fixed yet? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I'm baffled. If I was an elected state official, I'd be shouting from the rooftops, you're ignoring East Tennessee. Because I'm sick of going through, I, mean, I don't know how many tires are being ruined every day. Going through Knoxville, or you and I going to, you know, the average guy going to work. So, well, it's not just here; it's like all the, the whole state. Well, but I only care about here. <laughs> <laughs> you don't care about that. No, I don't care about those people. No, all right, care. tell everybody how they can listen to this. Will you? <laughs> all right. Well, the Ed and Bob show is available at edandbob.com, and there's also a place where you can comment there. Download the Apple Podcast app or the TuneIn app. Search Ed and Bob, and be sure to subscribe on Alexa in your Alexa skill settings, enable TuneIn. Then tell Alexa to go to TuneIn. She'll ask you what you want to hear. And just like mom, Bob's mom does, say, I want to hear the Ed and Bob show. <laughs> she does. If you want to comment, go to edandbob.com. We got a comment section there. We love to get emails too. Ed and Bob at yahoo.com. Uh, follow us too if you'd like. On Twitter, we're known as Ed and, uh, at Ed and Bob Knox, at Ed Brantley, at Bob Thomas Knox, and on Facebook. Facebook.com is um, slash Ed and Bob. Anything you want to correct? I don't think so. And anybody you want to shout out to or anything? Not this time. You got one. I do. My buddy George Vavilitis down in Orlando listens to us religiously. And he was a he is a good friend of ours. And he was uh, worked with us at WIBK many years ago. So mm-hmm. and also a business shout out. I go down to P.F. Chang's uh, from time to time, sit there and uh, enjoy some of their great food. And the people there always take good care of us and they listen and I I really appreciate that. Amen. Tell me what the show is next time, Ed. Well, I'm going to look at your palm and see Ooh. if I can find out what your future is. Here's my lifeline. You'll look at that. Does it tell your future or your past? <laughs> you ever been out with a palm reader? No, and I have a, I'd be afraid to. Oh, my God. It's going to be a lot of fun. We are live from the Bristol Motor Speedway. The Food City 500 is coming up April 5th. Anything else, Ed? No, that's it, buddy. See you next time, brother. Bye. Bye. How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head? The room was completely black. I hugged her and she hugged back. Like the sailor said, quote, ain't that a hole in a boat? My head keeps spinning I go to sleep and keep grinning If this is just to be beginning My life is gonna be beautiful I have sunshine enough to spread It's just like the fella said Tell me quick, ain't love a kick in the head The fellow once.